Welcome to the Father's Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and with me as always, Pastor Barry Edgman. Pastor, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Keith. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really, really good. Great. Um, so we are, let's date this. Let's date this. We're okay. in the middle of January now. Yeah. What's your takeaway with January in Wisconsin right now? I was just literally, <laughs> literally talking to somebody about this not even an hour ago. And and the thing, it's not really been a really hard, cold winter winter yet. It's like it's been fairly mild. I was just so thinking I about gonna, I don't want to jinx. Right. Somebody. I was just thinking the same thing. So we uh, are we are on calendar, we are we are about halfway through. Right. So yeah, like we're, yeah. in the, we're in the middle of January. You can expect uh, the upper Midwest to start getting cold uh, first week of November. Um, so we have, we have put in two and a half months in two and a half months. It will be the end of March. March madness usually happens and, and the snow is melting. We're starting to put on spring jackets. So we're, we're like more, we're, we're more than more than halfway set. Right. Yes. I was thinking the same thing that we've had three really, really cold weeks and, uh, but the rest of it, is pretty good. And we are, we're already halfway through, halfway through. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this in summer, rem- remember it gets cold Enjoy. up here. Gets- <laughs> <laughs> I just talked to one of my buddies that go here to church and he, he said, well, I'll see you in a couple of months. I said, Bro, where are you going? Well, I'm, I'm going to be in Florida for a couple of weeks. I said, get, leave, just leave me alone. Yeah. Just go away right yeah. now. Yeah. And then, but then Florida, I was, I was actually talking uh, yesterday about, um, planning a vacation and, uh, and I was, I was saying like, well, we should go visit your brother down in Florida and everyone around the circle that were, that are related to him go, I don't want to go to Florida in June. (laughs) I don't, that's, that's a terrible idea. That is, it's so, it's so hot there. I'm like, really? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I didn't think about it, but. Um, where we have our, our, our really cold winters, uh, the rest of the South has super muggy, humid, uh, very warm summers. I could do without the muggy. I don't, I don't care for muggy. Yeah. And, um, and, and if you're not from Green Bay and you're listening to this, uh, surprisingly, most people don't realize this. Our summers are really, really muggy too. Um, it is not like an LA summer. It's not like an Arizona summer. Arizona's 120 degrees and that's hot. You put just 120 degrees of anything's hot. Um, but like when, when it's 90 degrees, 85 degrees here with 90% humidity, it is just a, you go outside and, and you're just, you're, you're wet, you're damp. And that's, people don't realize that Green Bay has vicious, ferocious winters. And then summers that are like, oh, like super sticky and super, ugh. but bro, y'all. Y'all have never been to Memphis. I'm, I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> yeah. You go sticky. That's sticky. You've been to Memphis. I you have. I have been to like Memphis. Yeah. In the fall. And <laughs> so, so I just love the food and I love the, I love the atmosphere. The weather was perfect when yep. I, when I was there. It, it, it's good. I spent some time in Nashville and, uh, and that same, that same thing. I went, I would, I, that's for one year. I spent a lot of time back and forth, Green Bay and Nashville, Green Bay and Nashville. And I remember in the summer and like, just cause I drove too. So it'd be like, one week I'd be in Nashville, a couple weeks I'd be in Green Bay, go back mm. Nashville and just, oh my gosh, it, it is so hot in Tennessee. Like it is, yeah. it is, that's it, a different kind of heat. It, it's, it's a different kind and, of heat. And it's different from what I'm used to as a Green Bay summers are just a, a day, like a sticky, wet, 
Like, bro, but stop. if I mean, if I had to pick, if I truly had to pick, obviously LA summers are the best. Um, I mean, just they're perfect, but I would probably, and this is going to be bold and this might be a brash thing. I would, I would pick a Nashville summer over a green Bay summer. Yeah. There's, there's music and food there that's out of this world. Like no <laughs> so, so it helps the heat. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. So let's go on with the show. What, what, uh, what, what's the topic of conversation today? Complicated. Like the show is going to be complicated or no, is no, the topic no, complicated? No. It's, it's the title of, it's the title of the show complicated. The show is going to be complicated. And not, not, not the Avril Lavigne song complicated, <laughs> not that. It's complicated, like producing the show. Cause yeah, it's, it's just a couple buttons. No, it's not no, that complicated. No, no. So we tend as, 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 as dudes most of the time to make, make things more complicated than they are. Like you've heard the, you've heard the, the, the phrase, make a mountain out of a molehill. Mm -hmm. Like a mole is just a little tiny thing, just like about the size of a little rat, but creates havoc. But it has some benefits too. But these little mounds that they create, we look at them and, and those are the things in our lives that are really not that big a deal. But we make molehills into mountains because of our anxiety, our stress, our our issues that we're walking through. For example, I heard a guy say today on one of the the pieces that I listen to each day, he said, the things that are biggest and most influential in our lives are those things that we're closest to. So if we if we are closest to our problems, our issues, our challenges, our struggles, they're going to seem big. And the background shot was he had a really close shot of an air freshener in his car. And in the distance, the depth of field was different. There was a car and the, and the air freshener was bigger than the car. But in reality, the car morphed. It morphed the air freshener. Yeah. So we're talking about perspective. We're talking about depth of field. And we're talking about how close we are to what we're what we're walking through what we're experiencing that's what we're talking about that. okay all right so i don't know like i guess if if you were to like genderalize uh male and females i, I almost i think i would pick males to be less complicated than the other than the other sex but i i think that's because we show that a lot in a Society has us kind of bottle things, not talk about things like we're more simple with our emotions. Um, so when you say, hey, a lot of dudes have this. And and so my knee-jerk reaction, I would say, are you, are you sure a lot of dudes have this? Are you sure? And and sure enough, I mean, I, I think I think guys, I think guys are a lot more complicated. I do, I do. I think I think because we are more complex in in different ways than women are, we tend to look at things like um, we can make things complicated that are not. We can make things bigger than they are. Um, we can we can have someone bump us at the wrong time of day, and all they did it was it was an old dude stumbling around because he misstepped but really because of what's happening between our ears and what we've experienced up to that point in the day, we turn around and we want to crush somebody's skull until we see it's an old man staggering by. 
So we make these things, these big, complicated judgments and assertions and the things that the most, one of the most dangerous people to listen to when you're, when you're stressed out is yourself. Yeah. And we make ourselves, we make things complicated. Actually, I would even say that we make understanding women complicated. Really, they're not that complicated. Yeah. Now, I'm going to take some heat on this. I'll know. Especially for my sisters, I know I'll take this heat. However, the the truth is that that if we say to if we say, well, women are complicated, then then we've either just accepted the judgment and I'm using this as an example, not to get sidetracked on the show. But if we say women are complicated, then every time we say a woman, we're going to go, oh, my God, here's a complicated woman. Really, women are not. They're just different. They respond different. They think different. Their emotions are different. God wired them that way to fit together with men. So, again, we're, we're believing this thing about women when, in fact, we've just made it complicated, and it's not. It's under, looking through a different lens at, at what's happening, what's, what is. Just, just our lack of, of knowledge on the situation overcomplicates things. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. and that's not gender specific at all. No, no. That's just being human. No. Now, are there, are there men and women who are difficult? Yeah. Yeah. We know that there are. We know some of them that there are. And maybe sometimes we're that difficult one. But I know this. I know that the things in my life, like we'll date this 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 cast again. We're 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 finishing up a twenty one day Daniel fast at our church. Yep. And one of the things that what's unique almost to the person is we we all had this list of things that we felt like God wanted us to pray for, and we've been praying toward that. But to the to the person almost, it's like, well, I started on this, and now God has really got me at this point praying about this because. Because it's really more than what I thought I was praying for. Yeah. Right? Yep. So when when we begin to look at that, I, I say God gave us these things to get us get us in conversation with him deeper, more, more intense, focused conversation. And now we're looking at this going, oh, okay, so 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 now and one of the things this show came out of one of the things that God's been talking to me about, I tend to get uh and I'm still on my my journey to wholeness journey. Like I've been in like a year and a half. And we and and sidebar, we just had that. We just sidebar had, on this sidebar. My God, um, it, journey to wholeness. Uh, it's a recovery program. It's a life yeah. recovery program. Yep. And when you finish a life recovery program, like any recovery program, it doesn't mean you're done. Mm-hmm. It means you now have the tools to re uh, revisit. Every to single uncomplicate day. your life every single day because of the trauma you you've lived in mm-hmm. for so many years. Like it's exactly what you just said. Yeah. It's, it's journeys like this are they're lifelong. It's like yeah. a diabetic with their insulin. Yeah. If you're diabetic, you're diabetic. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Like that's just how or it God is. heals you or he walks with you through it and brings you to that position. You're, you're diabetic for yeah. all intents and purposes. Yeah. yeah. And so if you don't take your insulin, you will die. Yeah. And in recovery programs like this, if you don't do your journey stuff daily, mm-hmm. if you don't reflect daily, you might as well die. You, if you don't touch, if you have done journey and you don't, and you don't touch it every day, mm-hmm. you will, you will fall back. Yeah. You will, you will 
you'll recreate problems yeah. for yourself. And the, the sentence I realized I said, you might as well die. That's it's not like you, you should go die. Uh, it's just that you're, you're, <clears throat> you're dying inside. Mm-hmm. You're still, you're not living. You're not mm-hmm. healing. You're not growing. You're, mm-hmm. you're either growing or you're stepping backwards and stepping yeah. backwards. Like a flower is either, it's either blossoming or it's wilting. Now, now let's talk about what you just said there, because that's truth. And a lot of people think you can stall and stay. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as no, stall. You're never and stay. staying in place. You're, there is always momentum in the universe. You never, you never stop moving. Even when you're asleep, you are moving on a spherical ball in your bodies and your mind. Everything is moving. So you never stop. If you think you can stop and stay in a point, you've just created yourself a death trap. You're never going, you're never sitting still. You're either going forwards or you are going backwards. Yep. And that's with any of these, any, Indeed. any recovery programs, you have to utilize that information, yeah. those steps in your life every single day. Yeah. And that's okay. Because yeah. if you do that every single day, things won't be as complicated. Mm-hmm. You get out of your head. Your head's a dangerous, dangerous place yeah, to hang out. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you listen to your voice and, and psychologists, have studied this. There are reports, there are medical reports on this very topic that we as human beings speak to ourselves more and listen to ourselves more in, in our lives than we do any other person. And if that voice in our, in our heart and mind is telling us the wrong thing, then we become exactly what we hear. Now that's where faith in Jesus Christ comes in. When you have his voice speaking to you to counteract your voice until you begin to speak the words he says about you and for you and to you and how you should do, then you're going to make your life more. Com- Here's what complicated means. Consisting of parts intricate, intricately combined, making them difficult to analyze, understand, or explain. We, we make like, for example, uh, uh, on the way here for this, I had a meeting away from campus. On the way here, I came back. I got pulled over by a cop. I thought, bro, I'm not speeding. I know I'm not speeding. I am not speeding. So I pulled over. The guy walks up. He said, uh, really quiet. I couldn't hear. <laughs> Super nice guy. He said, uh, your registration suspended. And I was like, uh, for what? What? He said, you have a parking ticket in Appleton. I said, bro, come on. He said, yeah, yeah for, so for $8, I got pulled over, got a ticket for suspended registration. So I made that more complicated than it was when all I had to do, take the ticket off the windshield, pay the, pay the thing, and didn't have all the stuff. So we create complication for ourselves. That's a very elementary situation, very elementary, very elementary. But that's how simple and how easy we can complicate things for our lives. And then there's this anxiety piece that creates. And then we begin to respond in relationships with anxiety and fear and frustration. And when that is the most toxic, that is the most toxic drink that we can drink is anxiety and fear merge those things together. And it, it is a dangerous, dangerous, toxic drink. Yeah. It- Everything boils down to fear in some form or fashion, I was mm-hmm. told. Anger boils down to fear. Resentment boils down to fear. Lust boils down to fear. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Again, you're talking journey stuff. Like you're talking scripted journey stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's all that. And we might as well just go ahead and do it or, or Alcantar will shoot us. Is that if you've not done journey, go to Father Seeker's website, click on it, uh, connect with me, and I'll hook you up uh, and get you connected to the Journey to Wholeness site. Um, and we can we can help you walk through some of that stuff. But you know, Keith, here's here's the thing. What what is it that we do to to uncomplicate our lives? Um, I myself, are you asking like what do you do? No, yeah, I'm asking you, what yeah, do you sure. do in your practice of what what I do to uncomplicate things is I take a a decently large step back and I give people the benefit of the doubt. It's mm, good. So yeah. I mean, Pete, we're we're all we're all in the same game here. I mean, we are right. We we have the same playbook, the Bible. We our circumstances aren't very different from one mm-hmm. another. We like to we like to. As a society, we like to say that there's a lot of differences around here. But as we boil down, a man's a man, woman's a woman. We all have the same fears. We mm-hmm. all have the same emotions. We all have the same happiness. We all want to succeed. We so, just medicate difference, what it we is. Just, that's we all it just is. react differently. Yeah. That, and that's what it is. Medicate, yeah. react. We just react to scenarios differently. Mm-hmm. So when I do get, uh, when I get wronged, mm-hmm. um, I really, I, I, I try my hardest not to, not to, to, to put myself in the center of it mm. and give the people the benefit of the doubt. People are just, people are hurt. People are sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when I succeed, um, I give, I give grace and thanks to God. Mm. Um, but yeah, when, to not complicate something, I, I, man, I could spin some stories in my brain. My, my perception will become my reality if I do mm-hmm. that. That's interesting because, again, we go back to that one verse that 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 uh, Jesus said, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Like, so that voice and words, God himself said that that our words are life or death. So what we're saying and what we're hearing form belief and form, form direction for us. So... If we're listening to that wrong voice, we're going to have complication. But one of the things that that I want to I want to say here is to to uncomplicate your life. I think there's just really two things you've got to do. What do you got? Number one is you, you, me, we, all us have to put on a different pair of glasses and let, change the lens. Your perception is your reality. Yeah. So. So if my perception is reality and I can create negative reality for myself, I can also create positive reality. I can say this problem is not as big as I'm making it. It's not that big Mm -hmm. because I have God on my side because I'm in relationship with him and he's helping me walk through this. And at the same time, he's teaching me about me He's teaching me about faith. He's teaching me about how to move forward and how to look at things in the future. I talk to guys all the time and just even as late as yesterday who have looked at life the same way for the last 30 years and nothing has changed for them. And they're the same guys, the same guys I knew in college. Go back 40 plus years. They're the same guys that I knew in high school, the same guys. Why? 
because they found ways to cope. We as men, as fatherless dads, find ways to cope with complication. And if we don't address complication by changing the lens, we will continue to live a complicated life. The second thing is this. We have to change the narrative. Our narrative, as you've said, our narrative drives our reality. If we do not change the narrative, we will continue not just to repeat the same narrative, but we intensify the narrative because of fear, anxiety, frustration, and anger. So little words years ago become now monstrous words that that close the pathway to life. And we're on this tunnel vision driven pathway to an end that we see no hope for. So we just stay like we are. So lenses, change the lens, change the narrative. That's how you fix it. Easier said than done? Or is it something we can start today? You can do it right now. I've always said, and I've always heard, and I've always spoken to people about what simplicity really is. and, and, And doing what Jesus said and doing the right things in life are always simple. They're very simple. We decide we need to do it. Let's do it. What's difficult with simplicity is the walking out of simple. Like, how do I change my narrative? Well, I've got to, I've got to begin to think differently and speak differently. So it's simple to say, I need to, to change the way that I speak about myself, for example. Well, if I never step into it, lean into it and do the hard work, I'm, I'm going to not speak differently about myself. I'm going to know the solution but I'm not going to exercise the solution by leaning in and doing the hard work, changing my narrative. How do you change your narrative? You learn new narratives, you learn new words, you read new things, you listen to different people. You don't listen to the same Joe leaning over the bar that says, you know, you're never going to be any more than this right here. Yeah. Sometimes you got to switch your, your playgrounds, your playmates and your play things. Yep. Change your environment. Sometimes. And, yeah. 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 Sometimes. And, and sometimes it's not all environmental. No, sometimes it's, it's just how you look at things, how you look at yourself. Do you, you know, as a, as a listener, do you, I'll ask a question. What's your first reaction? Do you love yourself? You know, like that, that's a simple question and everyone wants to say yes, but for that split second before you'd say yes out loud, if you said no, you got to start there. That's a good place to start. Yeah. That's. That's if you're, if you don't love yourself enough to change, then you're going to be stuck in, you know, it's, it's convenient that people who read the Bible forget some of the most important pieces of it. And Jesus said, and you've said this before in previous shows, Jesus said that you are to love your neighbor as yourself. And there's a whole Hebraic understanding of loving yourself. But first and foremost, it is this, that we are image bearers of God. And God loved me so much and he loved you so much that he sent his son to die and not only die for who we can become by being saved from who we were, but that in fact, we are still bearing his image, even though it's in a corroded malfunctioning sense. So when he when he changes us by by relationship with Jesus, then we step into this whole new way of living. 
So if we're not loving ourselves, we're not we're not becoming the men that God wants us to be. And and simply put, if if you don't love yourself, how can you fulfill that uh, request from God to love your neighbor? Because mm-hmm. if you love your neighbor like yourself and you don't love yourself, then well, a lot of disrespect in the world just because of that right there. Yeah. So so then your neighbor is only going to get what. An, an, an average to poor reception from yourself. Average to poor, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Average yeah. to poor. That's so the show's on complication on being complicated. The solution is uncomplicated. Yeah. Just, just don't complicate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, some takeaways. Re- read the Bible. <laughs> you know, I would, I would I mean, say, the I entire would say, playbook of life is no, in that thing. No, read the Bible. And, and you said change, change people and play places and, mm-hmm. and who you hang with, who you listen to mm-hmm. right now. I'm, I'm on this kick of, of listening to music that feeds my soul because I, I can get distracted with music sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I found in that, in that exercise that not only is my soul shifting, but my, my narrative is shifting in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, whatever you consume, you'll become. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a simple thing to decide to uncomplicate your life, but it's work that you have to lean into or you'll be who you are right now, 30 years from now. Yeah. If nothing changes, nothing's going to change. Hey, we're guys are guys are equally as complicated as females. Um, human beings are just complicated. Uh, we, we all, but, but the difference is we, we just, as men, we're, we ticked a little differently. Yep. And I would say this about that, about the, to the, to the, to the sexes, to, to the man and to the woman. We're, we're only as complicated as we are close to Jesus. Jesus was not really complicated man. He was complicated to people who didn't know him. Mm people who knew him it was like bro he's like clockwork like you almost know what he's going to say and a man and a woman who are close to Jesus are not that complicated because they are emulating and imitating his life that's why it's so powerful when a man who loves Jesus and a woman who loves Jesus get together it's like ooh ooh hell scared now cuz these guys these guys have become one and they're emulating and imitating Jesus. So mm-hmm. then it becomes this powerful, like superpower that you have. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so yeah. Wrapping up the show. Hey, we all have our, we all have our, uh, our ticks. We all have everyone, even the healthiest person on this earth, even the most healthiest mentally spiritual person on this earth has a narrative in their brain. The difference between their narrative and maybe yours is that theirs is just positive. Theirs is a, a life-giving narrative. Theirs is a Christ-centered narrative. Ask yourself this, how's my narrative? Hmm. Is my, could my narrative do some work? Or am I overcomplicating it? Hmm. If you're overcomplicating it, stop. Get out of your head. <laughs> you know, just stop. And, and if you find somebody around you that has a personality, a persona, a joy about them that you want, ask them how they got it and, uh, and take some steps that, that they did to reach it. Uh, the common thread I've found in people that emulate that type of joy is that Christ is the center of it. 
Hmm. You know, you have, that's the true, that's the, the truest of joys. The truest of peace uh, is centered in Christ. Um, I, I've been around very happy people, but the truthfully joyful ones that I would, that I would want what they got hmm. and I want what they're selling. Yeah. They, Christ is always the common denominator there. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of father seekers. We want to thank you obviously for, for listening, for, for, you know, just listening to the podcast consistently. We love when you, we get emails about the podcast, questions about the podcast, ideas for the podcast. We love that. So email us. Um, if this podcast was, you know, something that you think could benefit other people, uh, share it. The word of mouth is great. Sharing it on your social media platforms. Giving us a good rating really helps too. Mm. If, if you, there's higher ratings on our, our podcast, yeah. more people are just going to be uh, exposed to it. And ultimately more the, the people are exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus because that's really at the end of the day uh, what we're talking about. We're talking about we're talking about changing men's personas, fatherless men's personas um, to one that's more like Christ. And mm, it, it, it may be rough right now, but it doesn't have to be forever. You just get out of the way and uncomplicate it. So uh, Pastor Keith, uh, for Pastor Barry, we're saying thank you and uh, we look forward to the next conversation. Yeah, so good.